hello and welcome in again to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown. We are bringing you today the worship podcast sensation that is sweeping, sweeping not just our nation. The congregation. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But we're sweeping uh, many nations. I, I keep forgetting this, but we have listeners all over the world. It's great to see that come in when we're looking at the we statistics. Do. We have people that send us little notes and things from across the world. Unbelievable. As a matter of fact, I asked for this the last couple of times you said that. If right. you are in a country other than the United States, right. comment on this and let us know where you are. We'd love to... Love to hear from you. We get prayer requests, and we we've do. gotten some from, from places that are far away from Nashville. Uh, how do you translate those letters? Yeah. Something in Swahili. Yeah. Anyone hey, talk? Anybody speak yeah, Swahili? Yeah, or, hey, the, guy, the guys that came from Germany that we hosted yes. today, the dude that was leading that group translated. He got permission. He did yep. this legally. He contacted B&H Publisher. He cleared the copyright. He has translated Worship Essentials into German. Wow. And they're using it as a textbook in one has of their classes. Has he added some theological heft to it? I hope so. Mike, we have a special guest in the studio today, and this is part two. So part if, two. if you haven't listened to part one, you may want to go back and listen to that. But you wouldn't have to. You could start right on part two. You sure two. could, because we're going to chase a different yeah, rabbit. Yeah, introduce our guest today. All right, so Don Cook has, has come to visit Lifeway today, and we recorded something that we've already uh, was in our last podcast. And now we're going to move to a different subject, because Don Cook cook i think i you know i i my humble opinion of course which i highly regard highly regard, i yes. highly regard my humble opinion I, I would say arguably i would say this if he was not my friend as a matter of fact i said this before he was my friend but don cook's one of the great writers of christian music in the last 25 30 years yeah if no there if it. there is a christian music writing hall of fame he's he's in it no doubt so he, that's who we have here yeah. so if we've got awesome. don cook the great songwriter, right? That, by the way, I've written a few songs with. Yes, we have some of your very well, favorites. Aren't some they? of my favorites. Since, <laughs> since you're standing, you're standing right here, yes, they are exactly. my favorite. Yeah, favorite. Um, but so I've seen you do this. Uh, equally capable as a musician, melody, harmony, rhythmic hook, progression, all of that. Yeah. Very capable, strong, strong writer, but also capable lyrically too. Kind of has both kind of can swim in both ends right. of the pool there. Um, one of which those is people that make us all angry. What's one of the, yeah. I don't yeah. like him very <laughs> right. much. Uh, I also like he kind of has a little bit of a Boz Skaggs kind of a demo voice. Oh, yeah. I just like, I like wow. your demos, very man. Cool. No, I like your Thanks, demos. Man. I like your demos. I just yeah, do. No, I, no. I, I, want a, I want a record of you singing. No, no you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yeah. when I when you do demos of songs you and I've written, I'm keeping those. Uh, you, you, you may see yeah, them again someday. Coming to a streaming platform near, near you, you Don, the best of Don Cook. Yeah. So Don, with you here, I want to talk to you about songwriting. Uh, we've had uh, another one of our partners in crime, Dave Clark, has been in here multiple yes. times. Yeah. And I know you've written a ton yeah, of songs ton of with songs. Dave Clark yeah, and yeah. Uh, probably consider him your best lyricist you've worked with, except, you know, maybe... Other than you. But anyway... <laughs> um, well, no, he's never worked no. with me, Mike, so uh, let's true. just put that that's out. True. Uh, but... <laughs> I want to talk to you. We just we named this podcast the ABCs of great songwriting. Yeah. Now, keyword there is great because yeah. anybody can write a song. Yes, but but I want you to talk to us about what is the tool set of a songwriter. I'm not talking about somebody that just writes a song. I'm talking about a songwriter. Yeah, that is writing song after song after song after song. And, and has this thread of creativity in their life where they're, they're just, they're a songwriter. Yeah. And we know people like that. 
And there are people that listen to our podcast that are writing songs all the time and want to get better at it and want to understand that craft of it. I'd love to hear you talk about that. What 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 are the ABCs of great songwriting? Sure. Um, well, that that's a topic about a mile and a half. It sure long, it is. So, sure it is. Um, the A B C D E F G of <laughs> songwriting might cover some of it. Yeah. But you know, I would say this. I would say the thing that is deep deeply affected my writing career has not been a philosophy of writing a, a book or anything like that, a skill set uh, of being able to play a, an instrument or anything mm-hmm. like that. It is having met the right person who has mentored me. Hmm. And that, again, you brought Dave Clark up. Yeah, He mentored without knowing he was mentoring. Sure. He, he really, I got schooled by yeah. him. And I, that's the magic. If you're going to be a great songwriter, you've got to be around great songwriters. Yeah. It really is infectious. It ups your game. It really does. You know, boy, I can tell when my melody is weak. If mm. it sits on a Dave Clark lyric, oh, my gosh, it'll, it'll tell me how bad my melody yeah, is. Yeah, you'll, like, oh, you'll go, oh, my gosh, gosh that, that steak is sitting on top of that's a right. paper that's plate. Right. <laughs> this makes a better poem than it is a song, yeah. and it's my fault. Yeah. So I, I think that's part of it is, is you need to be around the community if you desire to do that. Uh, so that's a little I, different than what makes a songwriter. You, you, I, I was going to what what are the attributes that a yeah. Know, to, All right, so I don't. I want to come to something you just said. I want to back up a little bit. Okay. Hit reverse. We'll probably we won't even get to B and C. We'll probably be okay. on A for yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. time. You, bet. you, bet. you said. You were talking about that awareness that what I just did isn't that good. Yeah, sure. Where does that awareness come from? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Because not everybody knows that. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. it came from me was actually not Christian music. I was hmm. not introduced to Christian music. I thought the only Christian group that was out that existed was a group called Truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God. I mean, that there was yeah. so much going on, Randy Stonehill, yeah. so many things that I got sure. introduced when I got to college. It was like I worked at a radio station mm. I, in 1979 and 80. Yeah. I, wow. I, I, all of a sudden, this world of Christian music came at me. Now, what was happening back then in 1979, the I'm Forgiven record from the mm. Imperials oh, that Michael Marty oh, p- p- produced? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It, it was yep. life-changing records. The Boone Sisters, mm-hmm. that record that mm-hmm. came out at that yeah. time. I mean, Randy Stonehill had a record out. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy, the amount of stuff. And I just didn't know it existed. I grew up on, actually, the Bee Gees. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Miami guy, so yeah. I love the Bee Gees. I, I think the vocal parts Boy, are amazing. that explains a lot. It does explain it, right? it really does. I mean, I really, explains the hairstyle. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really does. I studied the Carpenters Oh, music, gosh. Peter Carpenter. I mean, all of that, um, I would sit in the back of my car, my dad's driving, and it, the Carpenter's record would play, and I would be singing every part. Yeah. yeah. And when I got it wrong, my dad would show me the right one. Yeah. And I, I, it just, my ears started to just You're tuning grow. your I'm ear. tuning all of so that. So what you were listening to, what Correct. you were ingesting Correct. was shaping a palate Correct. in you that, that you're still enjoying yeah. today. So yeah. why do we look at songwriters that when we look at a songwriter and we look at their career, when you look at it and the first thing you hear from them, say they're 30 years old, 35 years old, they've had 25 years 
of musical impact in their life. And the end result is one record. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and then you get to record two. Why does record two not feel so great sometimes? Yeah. Because they're not... They don't have 25 That's years. Right. They, now, all of a sudden, they just got to beat the last record That's they did. so true. The well is not as deep. Yeah. And so, so, so what happens, uh, I mean, for me, the first year I wrote songs really professionally, I wrote about 100 songs, something like that, because I had 20, 30 wow. years of music in me that had no bounds. I literally could write melodies in five minutes because it, for 25 years, it had no place to go. Yeah. yeah. And then it had a place to go. Wow. Now, all of a sudden, the challenge is year two. Yeah. Year <laughs> three. Right. Yeah. Okay. How Where good am I? Go? How good? And man, I here's the deal. I was such a fan of Christian music. Don't be one of those people to go, you know, I listen to pop music, man. That's really where it's at. Christian music, it's all the same, man. I hate it. It's not great. To me, <laughs> I look at it and go, you should hear everything that's in Christian music. You should know everything that's in Christian music. You should be aware if this is your chosen art form. If you love golf, do you watch it on TV? Mm, Isn't yeah. that the same? Yeah. If you love golf, don't you go out and buy the greatest golf clubs your money could buy? Yeah. Don't you do that? Yeah. you got to be a part of the culture. And If you want to be a part of the message that goes out, you got to be a part of the culture that creates that message and sends it out. That's so good. Well, you just you said something that reminded me of something I heard Dave Clark say recently. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is like has become the Worship Life podcast with Dave Clark. All of a sudden, yeah. we yeah. got to change. He'll be happy this. with that. I don't think we're going to bring us together. We're not going to bring us together. I don't trust the two of you guys together. That's a little together. too much. I think. Uh, but any, you know, maybe one of these days the three of us could write something. Yeah, it might be. Right. I wouldn't hurt y'all too bad. But but Dave was talking to. He told me about talking with someone who. And I, I don't remember what the song was. It might have been Strange Way or Mercy King mm-hmm. Running yeah, or one yeah, of those songs. Yeah. But Dave was asked, how long did it take you to write that song? Yeah, yeah. And Dave's answer to that years. question was 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. and, and, and boy, if that's not true. I mean, it, you're yeah, bringing, it you're hitting on something that I emphasize, too, when I talk to people about cre- anything creative, whether it's songwriting or book writing or poem writing or any kind of creativity. Mm-hmm. And that is that there is an inflow valve, yeah, and there's an outflow valve. Yeah, and if your outflow valve is right. bigger than your inflow valve, right. you're going to dry up real quick. Right. So you got to take in as much as you're letting out, or you won't have much to draw from. Mike, that's a great segue. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're talking about the ABCs. I think we're still on A. Mike said <laughs> songwriting with songwriting legend Don Cook. We're going to come back and talk about ways that we can fill up that inflow mm. so that we have more to give into the outflow when we come right back. Hey, you may not know that Lifeway Music is now available through all your favorite streaming platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Napster, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Wherever you're streaming music, you're going to find Lifeway Worship content. We have everything from scripture songs to the top 100 worship songs. You choose the platform and just search for the musical artist Lifeway Worship and you'll find our content there. We've already experienced over a million streams and we just launched recently. We'd love for you to be a part of that. So if you're looking for great music on your favorite streaming platforms, great Christian content, search for Lifeway Worship, find our set list, and we think you're going to love what you hear. So uh, we're back, and Brian is chewing up his throat lodging. I so am. Is your, is your throat messed up? Well, you know, up it's a little fall in the air and a little, little uh, some of the leaves some are of the light falling. allergies. Maybe a little bit of that, yeah. Okay. But well, we're back. 
I'm, I'm, worried, Donka, I'm worried about you, Brian. I mean, you, you've been <laughs> coughing a lot. I don't know. Well, you know, I, this is way too much information for our listeners, but my, my blood pressure medicine gives me a, gives me a dry cough, mm. Mike. So yeah. no need to worry. Uh, everything's going to be all right, but <laughs> okay. I do need a mint. Okay. okay. Well, very good. It's all those Striper cover tunes. You know, I think I that's what it is. I did sing a Striper, so- yeah, striper song at yeah. a wedding one time, but we don't have time for that. Well, okay. Are they still married? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, no. Probably. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. Wow. Mike will be here all night. Yeah, I'll be here all night. <laughs> that's great. Right. So okay. we're back, and we're talking about great songwriting, and we're talking about this idea the analogy i've used um is everybody a lot of people know that the the public television personality bob ross the mm-hmm. painter oh, the, the painter, guy the with the big afro, afro and yeah. all that stuff well i watch bob ross occasionally because i have an artist that lives in my house my brother-in-law lives with us a great yeah. guy great artist and he watches that program likes to tape it likes to watch it and i've seen some of those episodes not even happy even, little clouds exactly yeah, sure. well let me tell you what bob ross does the first 10 minutes of every episode or at least five minutes, sometimes ten. His the palette of color. That's right. He has this big thing, and he. I'm going to get a little yellow, and I'm going to mm-hmm. get a little thing. I'm going to mix these, and I'm going to have. A, I need this kind of green, Titanium and he builds this palette blue. because yeah. he's anticipating what he's going to create, and he's putting on his palette what he's going to need to create it with. Yeah. And and Don, the the analogy is not lost uh, that so many writers, especially worship writers, their palette oh, yeah. <laughs> is so small. They've yeah. got like three colors yeah. at the most. And they're trying yeah. to write something that will be memorable and significant with a palette that has almost nothing on it. Yeah. So, gosh. I, I think that you certainly could write a really acceptable song and probably a good song, and maybe a great song if you only know, know four chords. Yeah, but probably. you're not going to write five of them or ten of them. Correct. You're done after <laughs> yeah. that one. You're done after yeah. that Cause, one. Because yeah. that one will sound like the next one and the next one and next one. Boy. Welcome to the worship music movement at times. Yeah. Just because that movement at times is driven by a, a lower bar of ability. Uh, yeah. And again, I'm trying not to be critical. I'm just saying Because there's some great songs. There's that have some come. great songs yeah. that are very simple like that. And I love that. And I have sometimes uh, uh, made the mistake of not making it as simple as it should be. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm playing both sides here. But I really think that you should start with a really large palette of skill set and then make a choice to use four chords. Uh, yeah. If you can't make that choice and you're only doing it because that's all you know, then th- that you don't know that that was the right decision. Yeah. There was another set of chords you could have used. You didn't have any other options. You didn't. So so yeah. songwriters, learn your instruments. You learn grow. them. Grow. You know, if you only know five chords, I'm sorry, that's not enough. Yeah. I mean, come on, we have YouTube. Go home, right. take five minutes, learn a new chord. Yeah. That's what my 15-year-old does. Yeah. So when I listen to songwriters, I kind of go... You have no excuse. Yeah. YouTube exists. It's all out there. You did not. Yeah. You know, so I think even as a lyricist, you have to fill up the well with what the world needs to hear and what what people are. I mean, again, I learned so much about what works in the world of Christendom by being at a church. I watched the first four rows. I saw three services in the morning, one in the evening, just looking at this going, wow, that's a hurting heart right there, I can tell. Mm -hmm. And I would watch the pastor speak and watch that person emote. Mm. And then I remembered what the pastor said. And he was teaching me what was working. 
And so as a songwriter, yeah. it's like I can't make it through a message, a great message, without three or four song hooks. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm being fed here. I'm, I, I just thought I was showing up to play in a worship team. But yeah. I'm being fed. Yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I'm here because God's filling up the well. Again. I used to tell my pastor. I told one of my pastors this. He didn't really laugh. Uh, <clears throat> I said, you know what? If you'll preach better sermons, I'll write better songs. Yeah, true. Yeah, there you go. Uh, true. But it really is true. And I would tell any lyricist out there. I would say, if you're going to be a profound and proficient lyricist, you need to be a insatiable reader. Right. Correct. <laughs> reader. Yeah. Read yeah. great literature. Read. A prose, but not just poetry and prose. Read, read books maybe outside your genre of reading. Go to right. no, read novels, read mysteries, read great biographies, and 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 read books that are written by masters of the language. Right. Uh, go back a generation and find a great C.S. Lewis or a, a Tolkien or a, a G.K. Chesterton. Yeah. Uh, you know, I read G.K. Chesterton's book a number of years ago called Orthodoxy, mm. and mm. and I got all kind of words uh, that would fly into my lyric writing from reading his great book of uh, called orthodoxy which was a which is a theological apologetic you want to be a great lyricist read great writers and and do that uh consistently and and obviously if you want to be a great spiritual writer and lyricist be saturated with the word of god yeah uh, in your reading and 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 those topics and and words will come flowing i think in, in addition to that i think from an instrumental perspective you if you're a piano player, you better know Elton John. Yeah. You better uh, don't tell me oh he's not a believer so yeah. I'm not listening. Yeah. I'm sorry. God can choose to use or not use anything he wants to yeah. and he is in so much music we don't think he's in. Yeah. yeah. He oh, he's use everywhere. anything and any opportunity to do what he wants. Absolutely. And to me, I look at it and go, man, I studied Elton John's playing. Uh, you know, I was just, he was a freak of nature as far yeah. as a piano player is concerned. How, how he wrote. Uh, I mean, gosh, if I could write a song like Goodbye Yellow Book Oh, Road. my gosh. I mean, his, I mean, his melodies were so amazing. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I think his, his name came up in a previous podcast we've done. We yeah. talked about Elton John. His, his melodies were so amazing, the lyrics didn't even have to make sense. And we still yeah. wanted to sing it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not criticizing I, I, his lyricists. I'm just saying that the melodies carried the songs themselves. And he themselves. was trained classically. Right. Oh, sure, and, yeah. and played that rock and roll stuff hit behind hidden doors. Yeah. But the combination of those things, I watched a biography on him recently. Yeah. Many of those melodies he built on old ancient hymn texts that he was taught right. when yeah. he was learning. So it's the right. whole circle. Right. It's the yeah. whole circle. Well, yeah. and, and for me, in, in my early years, pop music is what uh, affected me. I, yeah. I just, and, and again, I don't, that was back in the day when, when Christian lyrics felt odd to me mm. in a song. It mm. was like, Oh, that feels weird. Because all I knew was love songs. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put Jesus in there? That's that's a little weird. Yeah. How are we gonna rhyme that? Free us? Is that, is that a yeah. false rhyme? What are we gonna do? Yeah. You know, it felt odd to me. And but but the real I didn't know Christian music. All yeah. I knew was pop music. Yeah. And then as I began to grow and and you know develop my opinions of, of <laughs> where my place in the world is, you know, and what's my gifting, what's my not, what what God cut me out to do. I just, I just would sit down at, at a piano and play and sing nonsense, and somebody liked it. Yeah, and and then more people liked it, and it was like, oh, the, I could maybe do this. 
So, I mean, it was really... I don't feel like I planned a lot in my career. I just fell into things. And yeah. I, I honestly, I just, I think I do have this philosophy of, and I, I, when I talk to young songwriters and young creatives in general, I have this proximity philosophy. <laughs> Whatever you want to do may not be what you end up doing, but I bet it's going to be in the proximity of where you were aiming. I like that. Yeah. That's good. I know so many songwriters who are song pluggers. Mm. who are publishers. I know so many artists who are now record guys. That's exactly proximity, right. Proximity, proximity. And it's because what made you aim the arrow there is you love what's what's around it. Yeah. And I, I, I just want to be about, I want to be around songs. I just happen to be an okay, decent songwriter. But if yeah, I couldn't I'd be, say you're okay. if, if I said, <laughs> if I couldn't be that, I'd want to still be around songs. Yeah. And now the proximity ring grows out, and I maybe become a publisher or a plugger, or manager of an artist or yeah. something involving music. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's a lot yeah. like uh, Don. You know, you you helped me recently. I, I teach an industry uh, seminar for Liberty University in the in the fall semester every year, and we did that a couple of weeks ago. And Don. You zoomed into my class, oh, there you go. and and some of what he just said is really a theme of that class. A lot of those kids are aiming at a proximity of something, right? And but the expression of what that specifically will be about uh, will unlo- will be unfolded before them for the next forty years, and none of them would even be able to predict that path. Right. I, that's my testimony. I, I I I was aiming at church music. I certainly was never aiming at. Uh, coming to Lifeway Worship, and yeah. I, and and I was writing songs, but I was, I really was aiming more at being a church music guy. Yeah, and and the songwriting thing kind of got in there on the side of it, and choirs and all that stuff. And here I am at Lifeway today, uh, so I'm I'm a testimony of that same thing. Yeah, it's I'm, in like, pro- I'm in proximity of where right, I was, but right. I had no idea. It's where sort of like my when you your son goes to college and he wants to play football and. And oh my gosh, those are big boys in They're college, big boys. and you don't end. You, your son doesn't end up being a football player. He ends up being an amazing trainer. Yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. where he landed, and he yeah. loves it. And he didn't know he would love it. Yeah, and he never thought God would bless you there. I'm just convinced that God does not bless in the specific. He blesses in the larger ring of of the sphere that you want. My father yeah. used to say every time I was like. Dad, I'm trying to find out what God wants me to do. And he would just say, what do you want to do? Exactly. Yeah. Steer, he, steer he, there. Yeah. He What's wrong with that? that? No question about it. No the assumption is it. that we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. And we're idiots. And yeah. and we're still sitting on our knees for days and days and days praying that God would reveal what he wants us to do. Just do what you want to do until yeah. he steers you somewhere different. I totally agree. And, I totally agree. You know, I think he'll be faithful to do that. Yeah. Well, I think God leads us that way. I, I, he leads us with opportunity. He leads us with interest and passion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he gives us if we if we delight in him the writer yeah. of proverbs tells us he gives us the desires of our heart yeah. which tells me he is shape he is shaping the desires of our heart absolutely so I, I i have shared this so many times with people but there've been multiple times in my life when i had an opportunity looking at me including the time i came to lifeway um, when the when the question going up to heaven for me was God, what do you want me to do here? And the only answer I ever would get back in 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 the setting like that was, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 I really sensed God saying, 
I'm going to bless you if you choose that, and I'm going to bless you if you don't. I'm going to bless you either way. And God, God's not up in heaven wringing his hands going, man, if he goes that way, we're, we're out of here. That's not, that's not what we – no, we're not talking about choosing between missions in Africa and being a serial killer here. We're talking about right. <laughs> great choices that right. you could serve God. Either way, God's right. going to lead you with your desires, your passions. Go hard after them and do it yeah. for his glory. So being a great songwriter is about following that passion yeah, because absolutely. God placed it in there and it's growing. And so we're trying to, you know, be, be, let me let me zone in on a couple practical things Please from do. a writer's sensibility. Uh, obviously, we we want writers, the writers of tomorrow, they will only write songs if they are in community with other mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. If you are, there's a that, that's a big thing with worship leaders. If you're not in community you're not walking the way you should be walking. I agree with that. Okay? As a songwriter, there's a practical sense to that. You must be in community, and you you should pursue it. You should enjoy it. You should see it. It's like, I want to, if you love golf, I want to be around golfing people, you know? And to be looking at that and going, I want to be influenced by those people, so you want to be in community. The tools of the trade, I would say this, you got to know an instrument. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not a songwriter. You cannot play me your song. If you can't play yeah. me your song yeah. or in the room with somebody who can play me the song, yeah. then there's no song. Yeah. There's a great poem. And yeah. that's great. But So you need to be in excellence of that instrument. You, If you learn four chords and stop, you will not be a great songwriter. You will be a songwriter, but you will never be, in my opinion, a great one. Because you have no desire to yeah. expand your knowledge base. Yeah, It's like... Those are the only four, four chords I need. I'm yeah. good. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. So especially if you want other people to record your music. Yeah. So you should have your styles down in a big way. You should know, yeah. listen to music. Say, if I had to write a song for Stephen Curtis Chapman or sounded like Stephen Curtis Chapman, could I do that? Yeah. That's if you want to be a, a professional writer, you should be able to do that. Yeah. You should have... An iPhone, a phone that has a thesaurus on it and a rhyming dictionary and all of that. I'm not afraid of all that. That's yeah. that's really great. You know, have all those tools, uh, and then be willing to take criticism. Oh and my make God! Changes in your song. Listen, if oh you don't God. do that, and I do that. Mm. I mean, the first song, one of the first songs I ever played for my publisher, John Barker, was yeah. a great man. You know, he was like, man. I'm kind of digging the chorus, but I don't know the verse. I don't know. And that's all I needed to hear. I didn't yeah. defend it. I didn't go, well, John, you're wrong. You know, yeah. I heard from the God Lord. God gave me that I heard verse. from the Lord in Wrote specifics. It on a tablet. That's right. It came down right. from heaven. Yep. And I, I just said, give me five minutes. Went out, went into the writer's room. Five minutes later, okay. If he didn't like that one, give me another five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I'm... I'm going to put that on a plaque. If you don't like me, my song, give me five minutes yeah. and I'll change it. That's right. That's a great That's quote. My, it's like that is the mantra of a songwriter. It's rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Oh, yeah. And honestly, if you're co-writing, if my co-writer doesn't do my song or where, where I'm steering it, I'll go. I'll, I don't care. I got a thousand yeah. ideas. It doesn't yeah. matter to me because here's my premise in this. In the same way that I believe we all walked into this room to do this podcast if you believe in the move of god that this room already held everything that we were mm-hmm. going to communicate and god had placed it here 
and we just find it. He, he knew what he wanted this mm. to say and be and do, mm. and we're just part of it. We're yeah. part of what he's doing. Yeah. Not so independent, but a part of what yeah. he's doing. It's like the sculptor that says that the statue was inside the it stone all it the time, there. and I just had to chip the stuff away. Some of yeah. the greatest songs I've ever been a part of, I have said to Dave Clark, I don't know why you couldn't have heard the music, music to this. It was there. Yeah. I mean, my hands went to the piano oh, and I, I started why. to sing nonsense. <laughs> I know why Dave you couldn't write <laughs> Well, and because I really believed yeah. I was just brushing the dust away from this. Yeah. It was yeah. there. Yeah. It was all there. And yeah. so because of that, I believe that I am not the creator in that room. I am the discoverer in mm. that room. Yeah. And I am word. there to discover. That's I don't great. know how we can find no, any way good. to end it any better than yeah, that. I am good. not the creator I'm the discoverer. Mm, but we know I, the creator, don't we? Yeah, yeah we do. And, and, you know, the way I've said that more colloquially, I'm not as eloquent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that word. But, uh, colloquially. More yeah. <laughs> eloquent. You no, need okay. to read more, Don. I, I really read. wait for the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wait for the movie. But I always tell people that I, uh, I don't write any of the songs. Uh, God just let God does. He just lets me hear some of them first. Yeah. Uh, and and that doesn't that does not try to excuse a lack of craftsmanship because yeah. I it would tell somebody I think if God wrote that it would make a little more sense but uh, it's not that at all it's not a, a spiritual presumption just that really is he is the father of creativity and mm-hmm. that's one of the ways we reflect his image yeah. is in our creativity yeah. and tapping into his in, infinite creativity is is what what creating is all about yeah, man the, what a great conversation in the beginning god created it yeah a great he's way to start the creator the it's yeah, exactly right that's awesome well we want to thank you for listening today to the worship life podcast with mike harlan we'd love for you to email us worship at lifeway.com love to hear uh this week maybe some songs that have just been special to you in your heart and in your life and why they're special to you or special to your church and and your congregation as always you can write us there as well and let us know how to pray for you specifically and and we do that. We gather as a team and we pray for you. So give us those prayer requests there. You can join us in the worshiplife.com for the blog and other interactions there. And then always on social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, wherever you'd like to engage, wherever there's a conversation about worship and music, we want to be there with you talking about uh, this great gift that God has given us. So until next time for the Worship Life podcast with Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us. We'll be back together to talk about worship and music and ministry very soon.